Welcome back into Bearcat Rewind. Kind of a big week around the MIAA, despite being in the offseason, really um, going through these summer months. Some conference expansion. Arkansas Fort Smith coming into the fold as a full-time member of the MIAA. We've got Northwest Missouri State Athletic Director Andy Peterson on as we're kind of breaking this down and getting a feel for what the league is going to look like for the 2024-25 season. Uh, Andy, appreciate the time and, and jumping on and talking with me here. Fort Smith in, Lincoln out. What's your initial take as we head into this? Yeah, um, you know, I'm obviously one of the one of the guys, uh, athletic directors uh, in the league that the, you know voted in support of it because I I understand and appreciate where we're at uh, and where we're trying to go as a league. You know, so if I if I put my MIAA hat on, I think it's the right thing to do for uh, for the league and, and trying to maintain our strength in in the midwest um obviously it's a little more mid-south when you talk about arkansas and, and fort smith but uh right thing to do uh, you know it really does prop up some of our um least less popular sports i should say you know men's and women's tennis especially you know i think we we're struggling on the, on the men's tennis side uh to to maintain you know sponsorship uh around um and so that really props them up, you know, as as a league member. Men's golf, we don't have men's golf at Northwest Missouri State, but men's golf, women's golf, it obviously provides another another school in the South that uh, we've got to compete against. But it, you know, it bolsters our um, our resume in that sense. Uh, and then baseball, you know, baseball becomes one of those sports that it's hard to play um, up here uh, in the in the northern part of the league early in the conference season, early in the season. And so to have a, a league member um, that's south in Arkansas, it kind of provides a um, not a home base. It's home for Arkansas Fort Smith. It wouldn't be home base for us, but it, but at least a a base of operations where you can play non-conference games there and working with the baseball coaches and baseball staff and the administration in Arkansas Fort Smith. So it does help in those roles. And then for sports like men's and women's basketball, um, you know, it uh, it provides a scheduling. Um, opportunity that we were kind of losing with uh, with uh, with Lincoln leaving, you know, and, and I I do know that Arkansas Fort Smith has talked about adding a couple of sports um, if they get to that point where they add women's soccer, women's men's cross uh, they have cross country, but men's and women's track and field um, those would be softball those would be sports that if they if they get to the point of adding those would be uh, some pretty good ads for our league. You mentioned about having a home base now in Arkansas and kind of helping out in that regard. You know, we've seen some additions with a couple schools in um, in Oklahoma. We've seen the addition of Newman down in Wichita here in recent years, and so getting into Kansas once again. Is it important for the footprint overall, and it can help with some recruiting purposes too, but was the league kind of thinking we would love to be in an additional state and bringing in now Arkansas with Arkansas-Fort Smith? Yeah, I mean it. It provides certain advantages if you if you leverage them, right? You know, I mean, with where Arkansas Fort Smith is at, um, I keep saying Arkansas Fort Smith, the university, Fort Smith, the city, uh, with where that's at, you know, it does provide um, a different uh, base of operations. You talk about Northwest Arkansas, you know, Bentonville, um, Fayetteville, where U of A is at. Um, there's a different allure now because you do kind of have you know student athletes from that area that can go north. Or are open to going north, um, you know. You you have an opportunity that hey, if I go to if I go to Northwest Missouri State, my my parents or whoever um, can get to get to see me play and compete 
at least once a year uh, or once every other year, whatever, uh, you know, in our backyard. So um, there is a big population of people, you know, in that area, um, you know, Bentonville area. Obviously, our softball program plays a lot down there. Uh, baseball plays a lot down there. Our tennis programs travel south quite a bit. So, you know, Fort Smith is a couple hours from Little Rock. It's a couple hours from Oklahoma City, you know, to the east and Tulsa, which we've already kind of, like you said, we've kind of got it surrounded with Northeastern State, Rogers State, Central Oklahoma. But that just it provides another um, clientele uh, and another opportunity maybe for for not so much us, Northwest Missouri State, we're in where we're located, but some of those other institutions to have. Uh, more rivalry, uh, more competition, you know, shorter trips for them, that sort of thing that, that does help the league out as a whole. Um, so if I put the Northwest, my Northwest Missouri State hat on, yeah, we're going to have some increased cost in, in traveling and playing our conference schedules in all those sports. But uh, um, as a league, I think it does probably strengthen um, and enhances our our, imp- our, our footprint uh, and our imprint for a lot of people that, that sponsor and, and advertise and support MIAA athletics. You know, as the league sits now with Lincoln on the way out and Fort Smith coming in, sitting at 14 schools, um, 11 football schools right now, Mike Racy on a radio show in Kearney, Nebraska during the week discussing potentially, and this is long-term, but hey, would love to be around 16 to 20 teams and kind of putting that number out there. And that's some big-time conference expansion. How do you kind of weigh that huge jump as opposed to kind of standing pad and and especially as an ad one of the original schools in the league and 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 a place obviously you've invested a whole lot of time and effort into northwest yeah i mean we you know mike and i can agree or disagree and you know we'll we'll have those conversations probably in private i understand what he's what he's saying you know there's a lot of flux around college athletics right now um with the ncaa uh you know president charlie baker and what he's trying to do with congress with um, new constitution that's what 16 months old now uh, that we're into and you know the hullabaloo that's going along with nil and the power five and what comes of that and how things will change in reclassifying from division two division one division one division two division three division one whatever um you know i think what mike is is really getting at is the long-term play for the miaa to be strong uh, we need membership. Uh, we want membership because if you end up losing two or three schools, if you're sitting at 12 and you lose two or three and you're down to eight, you know, you're really in jeopardy of losing some sponsorship, postseason automatic qualifications, that sort of thing at the NCAA level. So that's what he's getting at. If you have 20 teams, 20 institutions, you've created some some buffer uh, that the league has if you lose one or two schools or you uh, or you drop a couple of sports, that sort of thing, um, because that's what we are facing right now, right? I can go around. Not every institution sponsors the same sports. You know, we've got 14 institutions right now. I think the only sports that we play 14 conference games or or a derivative of that is men's and women's basketball. Um, you know, volleyball. I can go through. I think there's three or four schools that have volleyball. Same with softball. Same with women's soccer, men's women's golf, men's women's tennis track and field cross country it's there's not complete 100% sponsorship across the league and so when you get up to 16 20 teams whatever um, you're hopeful that you're sponsoring enough programs of each sport to have automatic qualification for postseason berths for NCAA allotments for that sort of thing 
that can that can help bolster our student athlete experience no matter where you're at you know for me i don't really want to get to the point where geographically we're getting too much bigger than we are now i don't want that um we may have to uh that may be part of the deal you know when i was in school playing in in 03 to 08 with basketball we were you know not we were kind of in the middle when you talk about nebraska omaha um you had truman up here in our neck of the woods you know washburn's not too far we added carney and i was like holy cow that's fort hayes that's way out there those are two of our shorter trips to be honest now um you know we're down to four institutions in the state of missouri um you know when i was in school i think there was eight when you talk about sbu rolla uh truman lincoln you know there were four more and so uh at least you had Lindenwood for a while. So, I mean, geographically it's changing, uh, and that's part of the deal. It's what's going to happen. Um, but if you talk about other institutions that are in our footprint that might reclassify, either going from NAI to D2, uh, there's not a lot of D3s in this area, but, uh, you know, you think about a UMKC, if they ever had to drop back down to D1 or Cape Girardeau or some of the St. Louis schools, whatever, all those options are out there, and I think that's what Mike's getting at. Like in the next long term in the next five to ten years the miaa has got to be aggressive we don't we don't want to be reactive we want to be proactive um and so putting it out there saying hey we're looking for members we were looking for members that are going to strengthen our um our conference competitively um but also academically and and you know reputationally and student athlete experience wise you know we're open to that and and i i understand that and i i support that um but if i put my hat on i can I think I would probably not have that many schools, but the goal of 16 and 20 does make sense to me because long-term you've got to talk about it for anything like that to happen. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash foundation. And Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at ClorindaHealth.com. Now back to this week's interview. We touched on it earlier, Arkansas Fort Smith bringing in 10 varsity sports. Yep. No, no softball, track and field, but also notably no football. And joining Newman and Rogers State and a couple schools that don't, uh, don't have football here in the MIAA. That's obviously a big driver in college sports. When you think about expansion, we talk a lot about scheduling non-conference games for a Northwest Missouri State. Of, It's hard to find a team that would want to take on a Northwest because the program has been so dominant. How does that figure into conference expansion of, I mean, we're going to go into a league that has Northwest and Pittsburgh State and, and all these other schools. Like, How does that change the degree of difficulty when they are that good? Yeah, you know, it's tough, you know, and it's not just football anymore. I mean, it is, but it's not just that. I mean, look at men's and women's basketball, women's volleyball is on another level. Um, you know, I think our women's soccer teams are, are very, very competitive. Cross-country track and field is, has really taken off in the last, you know, six, seven years. Um, this league is tough in almost every sport. If you can compete for conference championships in the MAAA, you are probably – good enough or at least on the cusp of competing for national titles division two um for some institutions that is what they want and that's you know they're they would be interested in that and they love that the other part of it is can they afford to right you know grand valley state would love to be in the mnaa um but they can't afford to be in the mnaa because 
they're three states away, right? Um, so there, ge- geography plays a part of it. Regionalization is a part of D2. It's a part of our footprint, our, our lifeblood, and we'll always be, and that's okay. It's good, I think. Um, and we can get into a whole other podcast about regionalization for selection versus regionalization for bracketing and what that means. Um, but but that's, the other, that's the other half of it, right? Teams, coaches, athletes want the opportunity to compete at the conference level but also at the national level. Um, and if you can compete in the MAA, you can compete at the national level. I believe that. I don't know that there's um, very many sports in our league – um, that hasn't. I don't know if there's very many sports that our league has that we've not had a national champion or close to it um, in the last ten years. You know, maybe men's, women's golf, men's, women's tennis, just because of geography and where we're at. You know, uh, but Washburn or not Washburn, Central Oklahoma. I think they were runners up a couple of years ago. Women's tennis, um, golf's. You know, golf can be tough because you know some schools and teams and things in in uh, in Florida and Texas and California, whatever. But um, other than that, I mean, we're right there in a lot of in a lot of programs, a lot of sports. So um, that should be attractive, can be attractive, but you know, it's it's also the other way around. You know, and we've seen that when you are not competing in premier sports like football. Um, you know, I don't want to throw any of my colleagues or anything like that under the bus, but we've had three or four institutions that were in the bottom third of our league in football. And two years after leaving our league, we're hosting home football games um, because it's just a different step. It's just a different level of, of support and resource that it takes to compete in this league um, that, uh, that you kind of have to have. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be part of the conversation, um, but it's not just competition. It's not just geography. It's not just budget and resources. Um, it's all of them, uh, and so it's uh, it, it's difficult. It's it's what we kind of have hung our hat on for a long time here. Um, Northwest, we've been very fortunate to have coaches that are like-minded, administration that's like-minded in terms of trying to provide the best atmosphere uh, and environment possible for our student-athletes. I think for the most part we answer the bell. Our student-athletes answer that bell, and they put the time in and the, and the effort in um, despite some – uh, what I would call speed bumps, and uh, they're not roadblocks, but they're speed bumps, and they're hiccups that you got to get through and get over, or, or ignore, and just not fall into the "woe is me" and um, you know we don't have this and that luxury or, or uh, enhancement that the other teams do, but we're not going to stop us. We're going to go compete and, and and win some and win competitions and, and put our best foot forward in the classroom and in the community and everything else. So. Uh, there is an identity to the MIAA. We're, we're well-respected across the country. Um, I, I would like to think that we, as a league, um, handle ourselves such that people people respect us and can look up to us, um, or to, not, I shouldn't say look up to us, but, you know, um, value our relationships and our viewpoints on, on competition in Division II um, because we kind of enhance and embrace all that. So... Um, it is it is a mindset and an opportunity, but uh, it is something we've got to be cognizant of as you try to go and expand into those premier sports um, at institutions that want to compete com- at the conference level and the national level. Well, you can be politically correct, but I think you are right that a lot of different conferences and schools do look up to 
the members of the MIAA for that success um, that you were talking about. So a lot going into it as far as expansion, and we'll see a lot as this kind of unfolds the next few years as well. Um, while we have you, M Club Hall of Fame class of 2023 announced this morning, seven individuals, uh, two teams. It's, it's broken down with um, some early age inductees as well as the modern age. And um, just your perspective, too, obviously, director of athletics but again a guy that's coached within northwest missouri state you played um, alongside some of these folks they were going through the programs that you were right there Um, what's this like how special is this for you and you see these inductions kind of come out every year and get set for homecoming Uh, yeah i mean you said it's special right that i'm getting old i think because like you said i've played with a lot of these folks or and these are some black and black and white photos too at times that i know you were in school at the same time you know what i mean you're thanks matt appreciate it uh, but yeah, no, it's, it is awesome. You know, some of these Dave Tolleson, um, you know, played at the same time as him, had a couple of really good summers with him and Mike Peterson and, um, working out, Jared Urshbaum, working out with these guys and, um, and, you know, just trying to, trying to be better at your own craft and, um, learn how to take care of your body and that sort of thing. Learned a lot from Dave, um, and just a special guy, still very, very invested, um, and interested in Northwest Missouri State football and athletics. Uh, so great for him. Obviously was coaching when Matt Longacre was here. Dr. Bob, I mean, was just, he was he was our identity for, you know, 10 years through a decade of really kind of um, unprecedented success, you know, with, with football and then what he did at the MIAA uh, for our league, for D2 athletics. Uh, you know, he's a legend. Uh, I can go around a lot of places around the country to, at conventions and whatever. When I say Dr. Bob, everybody knows what I'm talking about, which is kind of absurd. Um, but you know, he's a led doc, Coach Doral. Um, you know, obviously one of uh, one of the best around, uh, but just a good dude too, like a great person. Um, we still tell stories all the time of, of him at Noonball, how good of a Noonball player. Like he is a Hall of Famer in every sense of the word with football at Northwest Missouri State. I'm, I'll go on records. He's a Hall of Fame noonball player. Like I've seen him. I've seen the way he would come out his uniform for noonball. Uh, I never saw him play. Yeah, I mean his his outfits were obviously top notch. But just his he know he knew his role. He wanted to. It was all about winning for him. It was not about personal accolades at noonball, uh, which is good because we don't give them. But that's why he was great. But it's the same. But that was really that's who he is too. Like that's how he treated his student athletes. That's how he treated his coaches. That's why we were as successful as we were here when he was the head coach, but even before that as a as an OC, as a GA, as an athlete, um, just top-notch. Um, Kelly Greenlee's been a treat. I've talked to her a couple times um, to get to know her a little bit. I'm looking forward to that. She was a little bit before my time, but um, I've heard great things about her from from those that knew her when she was here, uh, Gichelle Sasser. Um, it, it's, it's great joy for me to make those phone calls. And to say, you know, hey, I've got good news for you. Uh, you're going into the M Club Hall of Fame, and just to get their reactions on the phone has been tremendous. Uh, but Michelle, you know, with my wife um, competing in track and field and seeing her name in the record books uh, has been has been fun. Uh, Tom Funk, um, you know, I coached his son, Coach Tyler, when he was uh, played basketball for us here uh, in the early, you know, 20 teens. Um, you know, and then going kind of learning the history of, you know. Tom played here, and then looking at his stats and seeing the kind of success that our baseball team was having while he was here in a starting rotation with two other guys that got to, um, you know, that are Hall of Famers, and what they were able to do and play in the MLB uh, for a couple of years, be drafted and get to play. 
um, it was just kind of uh, just kind of fantastic. So uh, a, re- a really good group. Uh, I'm excited about them. Um, can't wait uh, for October 20th uh, to be able to induct those those folks into the Hall of Fame and and to be able to uh, um, to get them all hopefully get them all back together. You know, Coach Dorrell will be difficult obviously because he's coaching and actively coaching and be on the road. Um, so he probably won't be here in person that night, but. Um, you know, we'll get him taken care of too, um, and then you know, and I think I said Matt Longacre was obviously playing football while I was coaching, but um, great to watch his his success uh, as he as he left here and, and the impact that he had uh, while he was here is pretty special. So all in all, very special group. Uh, homecoming this fall is going to be fun for sure, and a special group of people. Uh, it'll be pretty cool to see unfold, and it's always fun to see him come back. And, you know, once a Bearcat, always a Bearcat. Everybody just kind of finds that niche of being back in Maryville once again. Um, last question I have for you before I let you go. Um, I assume, well, I guess a couple questions. First, how involved are you? Are you along with the committee? Are you sitting in the discussions as this is uh, put together? Yeah, um, so Colin McDonough and I work pretty closely together on the – you know, we get nominations from folks just randomly uh, through emails and through our website on, uh, you know, individuals that they believe uh, should be considered for MIAA. So Colin and I do a lot of homework on the back end of, of putting together their, their dossier and their file and saying, hey, here's their, you know, here's where they stand in the record books, here's where they were when they left here or graduated and how that's changed. And um, So, yeah, a lot of that. And then there's... Um, just some record keeping on who becomes eligible, when they become eligible, and when to consider them, when not to. And you know, we've got some other bylaws and things that we got to go through that I kind of lead that committee through. Uh, but I'm not a voting member. Um, I try not to lead the witnesses too much um, and let my biases, you know, in, influence it um, too much. But it does, you know, it does kind of creep in there at times. Um, but you know, it's, it's a great group. I mean, you talk about. Coach Churchma, you talk about Dr. Red, Virgil Albertini was our FAR for a long, long time. Um, Mitzi Marchant's our VP of Development here on campus. Uh, she was a tennis player for Rosie. Um, she's got a great insight on uh, on on relationships and people. Uh, Bob Sundell's MIAA Hall of Famer, uh, attorney here in town, uh, who's uh, you know national um, national champion high jumper and, and played on the basketball team as well. Uh, Coach Rosewell, who's still employed, very uh, very attuned to every sport. Though uh, he's a fan of all of our sports, he's a fan of all Bearcats, and he's been here for thirty plus years, almost forty years, and so he's got great insight and knowledge uh, on the roster as well. And I'm forgetting one more person. Oh, Sherry Reeves. Sherry Reeves still lives here in town, and obviously gives us a, a great historical viewpoint on on not just women's athletics but all athletics because of her fandom and, and interest and involvement in, in athletics. So it's a great committee. It's a great group. Um, Kelly Quinlan, we put her on the committee a couple of years ago after she stepped away from being the athletic trainer. Um, and she kind of has you know personal insight on a lot of athletes that were here in 1997, you know, something like that, 90, whenever she was an undergraduate here, all the way through you know uh, up until just a couple of years ago when she stepped away from athletic training. So... Um, it's a great committee. Great, job. they do a fantastic job of of being open and honest with each other and, and what's expected and and needed to be uh, you know of quality uh, to be in the M Club Hall of Fame, um, the highest honor given to athletes uh, here at Northwest Missouri State. And so, uh, yeah, I just kind of I'm a what do they call it? Not the proxy, but uh, 
um, just kind of facilitate the meetings and, and try to keep them moving along and, and provide them with uh, with some good options for, for nominees and selections and um, can put forward good classes like uh, like we have the last four or five years since I've been the AD. I feel feel really, really good about the process and the, and the team that, uh, that can do that uh, for student-athletes. I mean, to be a fly on the wall when that committee meets and hear those conversations, just the Bearcat history that is in each one of those people, that would that'd be pretty special. Yeah. Um, how often do you hear the name Andy Peterson anonymously um, sent in as a candidate for the Hall of Fame? It doesn't happen, Matt, and I better not get one from you. It's going to start every year now. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Andy, I appreciate your time from Conference Expansion and Club Hall of Fame, and, and uh, hopefully you get a chance to enjoy a little bit of summer before we dive back into things here uh, with July starting back up. I do appreciate that, Matt, but I'll just, here's my plug. You know, football season tickets, uh, renewals go on sale tomorrow, Saturday, July 1st. So we do. I do have some va- family vacations planned for the month of July, uh, much needed. Um, as we uh, as we get back into the thick of things, but uh, no, I appreciate that. Hope that uh, you guys do the same, and we'll see you soon. Sounds great. We'll see you, Andy. Thank you. All right, thanks, Matt.